Ready? Go. everyone, it's Heather Whaley. By the twilight, I lay dreaming. This Willie Nelson. Willie's guest hosting with me today. Thanks for being here in my in my studio, Willie. It's great to have you. I don't want to play. Oh. Today's November 5th. It's Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Yay! Cheers. We're having happy hour, something like that, after work. Oh, uh, yeah. Are to, we? Are we having happy yeah, hour? Yeah, why not? I used to go to this place in New York on like 44th Street or 45th Street that had a, a happy hour ladies drink free. What are you, what are you drinking? I know what go you're ahead. drinking. You're having a Diet Coke that I, that I got at Target. Um, and, uh. But ladies would drink free, but you could only choose between white wine and light beer. Hmm. Well, that's a, because that's a, that's, a, that's a lady drink. That's what the ladies drink. Went to get my booster. Yeah, you're all boosted. And uh, uh, the crazy thing about it was a couple crazy things I I found. Like now it's like be- when you first got the shot, it was like all like all tented in. When you went to CVS, at we went to the CVS and Target, right? Today but we did. It used to be like it was all tented in. You had to wait on a line, and then they had they. T- checked and double checked and triple checked your, your card and all this bullshit took your temperature they did all that today i came in i was an hour late for my appointment they said sit down they sent me in a chair in full view the lady just came out and stuck 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 me with the with the needle i don't know what the hell she put in me she could have put you know it was a microchip i mean she could have put really honestly she could have put I, I i mean i'm not saying i don't believe that what they gave me was the my uh, funky cold moderna however I mean, let's face it. This woman, I I don't know her. She could have been like, and and she waited a while before she came out. She could have mixed up a potion of like anything. I could have anything coming in my veins right now, pulsing through my veins. I could have anything in there. But anyway, one uh, that was that's the cra- one crazy thing, the informality of it yeah, all. Yeah, you didn't even have to wait fifteen minutes to see if you pass out or something. And you know, like it was just a chair and like a little, you know, like the the counter and the counter had like. Empty Band-Aid wrappers and, you know, un, uh, you know, I'm sure, like, germs. But they didn't give a damn. Stick them in the arm. But what I, what I could see in, in, in full view in Target, and I had, to get, I had to get up to get a closer look, was something that they sell in Target now, which, I'm, which is kind of shocking. They sell. What do you think I'm going to say? I know exactly what you're going to say because you wanted me to come take a look. They sell sex toys. I know. In freaking Target. In it, full view of um, where I was getting my funky the, cold Moderna were like s- at least a wide variety, six varieties of, you know, what do you call them? Vibrator? Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, you know. One-stop shopping. Target they're all has different shapes and sizes. And, you know, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And I, mean, I know you, can, you walked you out can, of there with, it, it, you walked out of there with a full bag of them. In in the same shopping cart, you can have a bunch of vibrators, you can have your vitamins, you can have your band-aids, your dog food, your number two pencils, you can have a ba- a new bathrobe and some towels and uh, some cherry tomatoes. And you use them all for sex, right? Like, oh my God. 
But you got you got you you bought seven sex toys, oh so you God. got you got and what you got you one about? free. Se- buy buy seven, get one free. That's who what you want. Who would ever need seven of those things? You like to put vibrators all over your body. Oh my God! What is your problem? So there's been more news f- about this horrible shooting on the set of the film Rust, and now the armorer who is being investigated by the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department is floating around the idea that perhaps a live bullet was placed in a box of dummy rounds with the intent of sabotaging the set. First of all, first of all, she's not saying that. That's her lawyer speaking. Well, her lawyer, but her lawyer is speaking for her. Right. So her lawyer said, I believe that somebody who would do that would want to sabotage the set, would want to prove a point, want to say they're disgruntled, they're unhappy. And we know that people had walked off the set the day before. Now, I so we know someone who is working on that on that film. We have an inside source who said that the the crew that walked off were walking off for uh, like they were not happy with the housing situation. It was not something I think where, I mean, I don't know these people. You would have to be a complete psychopath to do that. You'd be a murderer. First of all, number one, just like always, it's the, it's the little guy that's going to get freaked over here because, yes, this, 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 the, this pop person, this armor, armorist armor, armorer, armorer was, was inept, you know. Um, her father, evidently, who who owns a company that specializes in these in these types of you know um, in this area of filmmaking, put her on this picture. I'm not sure why. The, so the producers contracted with the company run by her father. Correct, and, and so, the father assigned her uh, to and, the set. And she 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 didn't know what she was doing. She was she was not the the. Uh, but it's not her fault. It's the fault of the production. It's the fault of the of the of the producers. On set, it's the fault of the first assistant director, who evidently didn't uh, didn't make it safe. It's everybody on a, on a, on a film set. It's everybody's job to make sure it's safe. Everybody, not just not just one. It's not one person, but it's it's the producer's job to oversee everything. And clearly, they didn't have safety meetings. There were and and the fact that the idea that this Fakakta lawyer. Um, that somebody, you know, that's like from a, that's like from, um, you know, a murder she wrote episode would never in a million years happen. It's just not the way things are. Film sets are are like, you know, especially something like this, you know, an independent film set, and you know, and and you know, Albuquerque, like those guys all know each other. They're all friends, men and women on those on those sets. They're they're colleagues. They're friends. Nobody's coming back and sticking live rounds so somebody can get shot in the fight and, and killed. Never, right. you know, if they wanted to hurt the production, they would they would take it up with the DGA or the or the union or the you know. But so so right. that's that's just nonsense. The, nonsense. The, I just want to make clear though that when you're saying that it's the fault of the production, the the blame on the the other people was that they trusted the people whose job it is. So when you have an uh you know a gun on set, as you've said. Somebody shows you, the armor will come over and show you there's nothing in the gun. See, there's nothing in the chamber. Open it all up and show you, right? That's, that's, there's a chain. There's a chain. Yes. And then, and then 
you double check. You you double check. You get eyes on it. You see what what's in there. And it's not that someone just says, here, I checked it. You can go ahead and take this. I've never seen that happen. Right. So, but it's not the job of every single person to look at that gun and like they put their trust in someone and they didn't do the job of following up to make sure that they had, that somebody else had done their job. Here's how it typically happens in my experience. If there's going to be gun play on set in the morning, there is a meeting, a safety meeting, just like if there's going to be an explosive, if there's going to be some kind of stunt work, whatever, there will be a collective call to the cast and crew come around and it will be, it will be explained to everyone what's going to happen that may be dangerous and what, how, how the, the crew, the cast and crew will be, will, will remain safe. You know, earplugs are passed out. I, I protection for the crew, um, so on and so forth. Then the, the, the prop person, the armorer will bring, will bring when it's time to, when, it, when it's time to do that, bring the gun on the first AD will call everyone around or go to into each department and say, here's the, here's the, you know, usually call, call everybody around to the center of the, you know, where, where the action is taking place, open it up, spin it, show it, show it, put it in, you know, in, in my eye, show it to me. You know, first and foremost, in a rehearsal, I don't hold, I wouldn't hold um, a real gun. I would only hold a rubber gun. And that's what should be on, those things are very realistic looking. That's what they should use. Well, also, listen to this. Last Friday, authorities found at least one live 45 caliber round in the Rust prop truck. Uh, Not surprising. Her her second attorney mentioned that the, oh, the truck was completely unattended at all times, giving someone access and opportunity. Okay. They got they got guns. They're firing right. guns. Th- NBC that's... News, in their report, mentioned that it did not verify the attorney's claims um, that ammunition was unsupervised. Although the sheriff's department did find 500 rounds of bullets, which were a mix of dummies, blanks, and what was believed to be live rounds. Can I can I tell so, you? Can I tell you? What's I mean, ha- can I tell you what's this, happening this out there? This person had live rounds. Yeah. Mixed in with the with the blanks and the dummies. Let me tell you what's happening out there. They're out there at uh, and you know be, you know uh, hundred miles out of, uh, between Albuquerque and Santa Fe, New Mexico, in the middle of nowhere on this ranch. So Beautiful part of the country. And they got uh, they're filming a western. Everybody's got guns. There's t- you know so and and there's wide open spaces. People who love to love to shoot guns, play with guns, and they're sloppy. They got they got dummy rounds. They got live rounds. They got whatever. It's like an antique gun. Someone's like, you want to try to shoot it? Check let's it go out. Shoot it. Yeah, yeah, let's 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 go shoot some cans. Yeah. So let's shoot targets. So they're 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 playing. They're they're flirting with the devil. We're just guessing. This is we're just guessing. Well, I'm guessing we're not because attorneys. We're because not, they found we have no idea. They found the, they found live casings all over the right. place and in that truck. So what happened was nobody trying to sabotage. Nobody's got a vendetta. Wants to kill people because they you know they didn't like their hotel and walked off the the thing. And by the way, I walked. I can't tell you how many times I complain about the hotel. I, I, I the, you complain I, about the hotel even when you, like you're paying for it and you checked yourself in. My favorite thing to do is is switch motel rooms, hotel rooms. Yeah. Because, but I'm not going to go. You know, no, nobody's going to come back with and and switch out live rounds. What this poor young, inexperienced armorer did was she got things mixed up. She got the shit mixed up. That's and what it we're guessing. Ended up. That's is my, this is my theory. And now she's afraid she's going to go to jail, so she's planting this story. It's just the, it's the O.J. Simpson defense. Well, it could have been this. Right. We don't know. It could have been something else. Well, she shouldn't go to jail. 
She should. She. That. That. that you know. If anybody should go to the jail, it's the. It's the producer and perhaps the first assistant director who just like failed everybody miserably. But she shouldn't go to jail. She should never be allowed to work on a film set again. None. Of, none of the people involved in that chain. You, from the wait, from the armorist to the producer. Why to do the, you think the producer should should go to jail? The producer contracted a company that was a reputable company that put this person in the job and that person who's supposed to be overseeing all all of this somehow this happened the same way the same way as if you 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 own a building and you 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 hired people to build it you know to 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 you know put the steel in and 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 make sure the foundation was solid and then and then you didn't it did and then you didn't make sure that that was 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 achieved and the building fell down and killed a bunch of people. Okay. Yes, perhaps perhaps the the, the contractor and the architect should be should have the license taken away, but you as the owner of the building you should go to jail. I think this is called I don't know, torts. Isn't that like where you figure out the blame, like who's to blame for something? There's like a whole a course in law school where you take these complicated situations and you figure out who is the person that gets sued or gets in trouble for something. It's very complicated. And What's it called? Torts. I don't. The, I mean, I, that's lawyers, also the name of the uh, sex toy at Target. Oh my god! Lawyers listening right now are like, "Oh my god, that's not what torts torts is." Um, that's the first question you ask when you walk into Target. Where do you guys keep the torts? Oh my god! But so it's aisle seven. There's seven. Buy seven and get one free. I just want to be very clear that we are just speculating between the the two of us what might have happened we have no idea we have no idea yeah in case anybody takes take and in case somebody gives a shit about what what. we got a whole bunch of letters we keep talking about this like not letters uh, emails that's right heather emails Emails. about um with people asking various questions a lot of them are outdated because they came when we were you know, you and I got separated, and we were about to get divorced, and then you know we couldn't we could we couldn't agree on we a couldn't, settlement. We couldn't fi- figure out how to hire an attorney. You you fell in love with a merchant marine, and you got you got torts on with him. You got your tort on with him, and and um, and but I've I've decided to forgive you. But anyway, um, we got some we got some uh, emails as you call them over the weekend about me calling your mother. A former Dutch prostitute. Yeah. I just want. I need to. I need to clarify. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to clarify for everybody who's concerned about me calling my my beloved mother-in-law. And th- and also they were upset about me calling my mom a. I guess. Uh, I and I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote myself. I don't believe I actually said this, but a straight up hoe. Yeah, the word from is, the '70s. Yeah, but the word is sex worker. You're not. Oh, she worked to, it. She worked. You're it. not supposed to call someone. A prostitute or a hoe, they're a sex worker. I understand. But I just want to clarify that your mom was, in fact, not, is not a former Dutch prostitute. Yes, correct. She worked out of Amsterdam. I, I got it twisted. But that's in Holland. So I was right. Your mom is a former Dutch prostitute. Come on, folks. Get with it. Get your maps out. Oh my! Take a look. It is very. It is tricky because Dutch. When you describe someone as Dutch, there's no country of Dutch. That was your mom's nickname. There's a country of Denmark, but those are Danes. And if you're from the Netherlands, what are you? Are you? You're Dutch if you're from the Netherlands. But what if you're from Holland? 
If you're your mom, you're a former Dutch prostitute. What are the people of Holland called? Do you know? Uh, no, nor do I give a damn, Scarlet. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. You ever heard of a woman by the name of Tamara Torlikson? Never. Oh, well, she's a distance runner. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. And, uh... See you tomorrow. She, um... Going out for a run. I wouldn't make fun of this woman's name, Heather. Sorry. That's, that's, that's wrong. But she was, she was running something called the Mountains to Beach Marathon. Mm-hmm. And you and I both have run. I've run half marathon. You've run, you ran the I mean, New York City whole, Marathon. Whole marathon. And, um, start, it's, it's in, it's in Ohio, California. And um, another beautiful part of the country. It starts um, in Ohio and, and ends in uh, Ventura, west of Los Angeles, twenty six mm-hmm. miles. Anyway, she had um, it was her first par- postpartum race, mm-hmm. and she thought she could set a personal record. And for the first half of the race, she was on track to do just that. But at mile thirteen or fourteen, she realized she needed to go to the bathroom. Uh oh! And she didn't want to lose physical or mental momentum. By stopping, nor did she want one pit stop to prompt her colon to request several. Oh, okay. So if you, once you open, you, as you know, Heather, once if you, you open, open it, the valve, yes. it's going to stay open. If, she thought that if, was her theory. If you build it, they will come. Right. I thought, I don't know if it's possible to, to poop while running, but I will try. Oh, oh my, oh, so she was actually going to try to poop. I didn't want to. I didn't want one poop to mess it all up, she says. So without stopping, she relieved herself in the built-in underwear and her shorts. Okay. Oh um, a lot of the uh, runner shorts, they have, the, you know, like a pouch inside there. Yeah, but not a, they're not, okay, go on. I had to focus, mm-hmm. she said, and she, and she kept on her way. It just came out, and I felt a lot better. Um, she didn't think anyone noticed, and she said she didn't give a shit. Well, she kind of did, did give. If they did. That's exactly what she did give. Yes, Heather. Mm-hmm. Yes. Therein lies the yes. humor. Marathoners don't judge, she added. She maintained mm. a PR pace with Damn. soiled sh- shorts for roughly 13 miles. She kept her mind focused on maintaining her fast clip, not what, what was on in her shorts. When she neared the finish line, she yelled to her friends, I pooped my pants, which I think was a stupid thing to do, but she, yeah. that's what she, and she, hit the med- she hit the medical tent for baby wipes and cleaned up in a port Potty. She says it was all worth it to run the three hour, seven minute marathon. That's fast. Yeah, it's a good run. Yeah. And, um, and that's what she did, man. She did it. And, you know, and I bring this up because you, you have pooped while running. No. Yeah. No. Yes, you have. I, I don't care about a PR. I'm not going to poop in my pants. Okay. So I you've never. I porta potty. All right. Here's your question. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that you've pooped outside. No, well, like in my, over the course of my life, while running, you've pooped outside. No, you're lying. No, you're lying. I'm I'm not lying. But so here's what here's the thing that's crazy. Like this happens to marathon runners all the time that they lose control of their bowels. Yes, so happened to Tamara. No, she didn't lose control. She deliberately pooped in her pants. Yes, she deliberately. Made herself poop in her pants. It wasn't like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't stop it, and then explode explosion. The first time I saw, you know, a, a news about a marathon that was like on my radar. I was a kid, and we were watching TV in the kitchen, my mom and I, and there was a woman who was finishing the New York City Marathon the day after it started. 
There was hardly anybody else around. It was like hours and hours later. It was like well into the night. And she had poop running all down her legs. And it was like pooling in her shoes. And I thought, good Lord. And there were TV cameras there. While you were just telling that story, I pooped in my pants. Well, I feel like a real idiot because Holland is a part of the Netherlands. It's the same place. Yeah, no, no, no shit, Sherlock, so to speak. One thing that we had talked about on Monday was making a list of what we admire about ourselves. And then I I'm was not thinking, doing that. I know I was thinking, oh, we can share that. But then that sounds so braggy. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm really great at this and I'm really great at that. The only thing I can think of that I admire about myself is that I can poop in my pants at will like I just did. Oh, God. Um, have a fantastic weekend, everyone. I hope you have something wonderful planned. I don't have much wonderful things planned. I got a few things for you. I got a tort coming at you and a shitty, shitty bang, bang. Bye. This is not very good podcast content.